Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scouting God Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the Merit Badge books that Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we are going to be continuing reading the Swimming Merit Badge book. This is part two, so if you're following along, we're on page 35. Now, let's begin. Entering the water. Get into the habit of entering the water feet first whenever you practice swimming skills. This will protect your head and neck from being injured by unseen objects below the surface or when the water is shallower than you think. It is always safer to learn and practice entries in water that is over your head in depth. Leaping entry or side stride jump. Stand with both feet near the edge of the pier or pool. The water should be at least five feet deep. Lean forward and step far out over the water while pushing off with the other foot. Keep your arms straight and slightly to the side. Keep your head up by looking forward. You should lean into and move out over the water, not jump in. Limit the height of the starting point to three feet above the water. As your feet and legs enter the water, stamp them together and as in a scissor kick. Bring your arms straight down in a slapping motion to break your entry into the water. Timing is key. If you do it right, you won't even get your chin wet. In life-saving, this entry allows you to keep your subject constantly in sight. Floating. Floating face-up is the most restful way to maintain yourself in deep water. This simple skill requires buoyancy and balance. Buoyancy is the ability to float. Your body has two balancing points, known as the center of buoyancy and the center of weight. When you are floating, your body's center of buoyancy is in your chest. The air in your lungs is mainly what keeps you afloat. Your body's center of weight is lower, about the level of your hips. Your hips and legs are quite heavy because they are made out of muscle and bone. In the water, gravity pulls your hips and legs down, while the air in your lungs make the upper part of your body more buoyant. When you try to float on your back, your legs and feet will sink and your head and head will chest will rise. To float without moving, you need to adjust your body so that the center of buoyancy is directly above the center of weight. For many people, this means floating with the feet well below the surface and only the head or mouth at the water's surface. When floating, some swimmers are positioned almost vertically in the water. It is possible to float in the more horizontal position. You cannot change your center of buoyancy because you cannot change the position of your lungs. You can, however, change your center of weight. To change your center of weight when floating, move your arms away from the sides and above your head. Bend your legs and knees and let your feet sink or pull you behind bent your legs and the knees and let your feet sink or pull your feet up behind and underneath view. This will shift your center of weight closer to the center of buoyancy. Practice floating in chest deep water. Start from a standing position. Take a big deep breath and hold it. Bend your knees slightly and lean back backward, arching your back and moving your neck backwards until your ears are in the water and your chin is at your highest point. Slowly move your hands and arms away from your sides with your palms up. Keep your arms and hands in the water and move them so that they form a Y above your shoulders. Having your arms well past your shoulders will help balance the weight of your legs and feet. Do not try the arm choke or kick into a higher position because this will flow off your balance. Relax and let your body settle into the natural floating level and position in the water. Remember, the natural floating position for many people is with their legs and feet hanging almost vertically. Others float high on the water and their hips and legs near the surface. Begin by holding your floating position as long as you can hold your breath. When you need to breathe, quickly exhale and then breathe in fresh air through your nose or mouth to keep your lungs filled with as much air as possible. 
As your floating experience and confidence increases, you will be able to breathe in a normal, relaxed, and natural rhythm. Swimming Strokes To enter the swimming merit badge, you must demonstrate your swimming strength and stroke proficiently by swimming 150 yards using a combination of five strokes. You must swim constantly in a strong manner for the entire distance and show good form on the front crawl or trojan for 25 yards, the back crawl for 25 yards, the side stroke for 25 yards, the breast stroke for 20, 50, 25 yards, and the elementary back stroke for 50 yards. Good form means that you need to perform each stroke with the technique described in this pamphlet. For example, the back stroke, ba- back stroke is a wrestle stroke that includes a long prone glide between strokes. If your backstroke is vigorous, bobbing strokes are used in competition, and it is not satisfactory for this requirement. Doing the backstroke using a frog kick rather than a whip kick is also unacceptable for this requirement. You are also required to swim the specific strokes in a strong manner. This means no rest stops and no gasping finishes. This stroke sequence begins with the more strenuous strokes and moves through to the more restful strokes, with the last stroke being the most restful. You should follow the stroke sequence as presented in the requirement. If you complete the swim in a strong manner in the specified sequence, then you should be rested and able to continue well beyond the 150-yard requirement. On the following pages, you will find the required strokes illustrated and explained as you should swim them to complete requirement 3. Front crawl. The front crawl has three parts, the flutter kick, the rotating arm stroke, and rhythmic breathing. It is the fastest and one of the most graceful of all swimming strokes. Kick. The flutter kick relies on relaxed ankles and the use of the entire leg. The movement begins at the hips and flows to the feet. As one foot moves downward, the other comes up in a beating or fluttering rhythm. Kick from the hip and thigh, not from the knee. During the downward part of the kick, your ankle stays relaxed, toes are pointed behind you, and your knee is slightly bent. As your foot reaches to the end of the kick, straighten your leg and allow your foot to snap downward. As your foot moves upward, that leg and knee straight. The kick should be smooth and steady, and your feet should stay just under the water with only your heels breaking the surface. Your big toes should almost touch one another as they pass. The number of kicks or beats during one complete arm cycle can vary. For swimming, short distances, six kicks per arm cycle works very well. You can practice the kicks by holding it to the edge of the pool or by supporting yourself on a kickboard. Arm stroke. One of the most forward motion of the front crawl comes from the arm stroke. After driving or pushing off on your stomach with your arms out in front of you, begin the arm stroke with your hands just below the surface. Keep your hands relaxed with your fingers loosely cupped. The water level should be right above your eyebrows. Any higher will drive the body down. Look forward and slightly down so that you can see where you are going. Avoid looking straight down or bobbing your head up and down. The arm stroke has three phases, catch, power, and recovery, or CPR for short. To begin the catch, slightly bend your wrist and elbow as you move the entire arm downwards. Have your palm facing away from your body. Keep your elbow, hand, and wrist fixed in this position. Your hand should be directly in line with your shoulder. For the power phase, straighten your wrist and bend your elbow so that the forearm is around 45 degrees from the upper arm. Point your fingers down and inward. Push hard against the water and sweep your hands and forearm down and back under your chest. Your hands will pass just a few inches from the center line of your body. 
Your palm should be flat and should push backwards against the water. As your hand becomes level with your shoulder, begin to straighten out your arm as it continues to move back and out just to beside your right hip. Your upper body will roll with your left hip turning down and towards the center line. This turns your right hip up towards the top of the water, just as your right hand reaches the end of the power phase. As your hand exits the water, the recovery phase begins. Start by lifting your elbow up and forward. Keep your wrists and hands relaxed and trailing behind or hanging below your elbow. As your hand passes the shoulder, it reaches up and forward to enter the water again. With your eye and your arm is straightened to about three quarters of its length. Allow your fingertips to smoothly enter the water. Raise your hand so that your thumb enters as your fist arm straightens under the water to its length. Breathing and coordination. Swimmers doing the front crawl use a breathing rhythm of one breath for every one, two, three or more arm cycles. For the purpose of learning and demonstrating the front crawl, you should take a breath every set of arm cycles on the same side. When your face is in the water, slowly exhale your no through your nose and mouth. When you need to take a breath, exhale all of the remaining air in the water during the power phase of the arm stroke. As your body rotates during the middle of the power phase, start turning your head so that your mouth is out of the water just as your head exits at by your hip. At the beginning of the recovery phase, inhale quickly and return your head to its former position. Take a breath every time on arm cycle until you can do it without having to pause. When the stroke is performed correctly, a wave will form around your head as you turn to breathe. Your mouth will be located in the through the wave. Back crawl. The back crawl or backstroke has two parts, a flutter kick and a continuous arm stroke. There is no rhythmic breathing since the face and mouth are above the water. Kick. The back crawl kick is similar to the front crawl, flutter kick, but it is done deeper in the water. The legs alternate with the upward kick being the most forceful. You are, your ankles remain flexible and your toes away from your head at all times. This allows your feet to, to function like diver fins. On the downward part of your kick, keep your legs and knees straight. For the upward part of the kick, bend your knee and kick from the hip as if you were punting a football with the top of your foot. When your knee is just a few inches below the surface, stop the upward motion of the thigh and straighten the knee and leg, remembering to keep your ankles relaxed so that your feet will respond to the water pressure as your legs move. Arm stroke. The arm stroke for the back crawl involves alternating the arms, much like the front crawl arm stroke. You can start the arm stroke by pushing off on your back, both arms at your side, and then lifting both both arms at your side then lifting one arm out of the water keeping it straight when your arm is at 90 degrees to your body your hands roll so that your thumb now points towards your feet as your arm moves back towards your head roll a little onto the same side and drop your shoulder a bit deeper into the water your hand should enter the water little finger first your palm should be face out and your wrist should be slightly bent Allow your hand to slice down into the water until it is 8 to 12 inches below the surface. Your hand is now in the catch position. At the same time, start lifting the other arm out of the water for its recovery phase so that it will enter the water whenever the first arm has finished the power phase. The key to the power phase of the arm stroke is bending your elbow and pushing it against the water with your hand towards your feet. Do not try to keep your arm straight, which will... Either pull it to the side of your body or up towards the surface. As your hand moves from the catch position, begin to bend your elbow so that it points towards the bottom of the lake or pool. Keep your elbow bent and pull directly towards your feet with your inner, entire arm in the water. 
Keep your hands higher than your elbow. About halfway through the power phase, your elbow will be bent 90 degrees and your hand will move towards the surface of the water. The second half of the power phase involves using your hand to push the water towards your hip and straightening out your arm. At the very end of the power phase, flip your hand downwards as it passes through your thigh. Your palm will be facing the bottom and your arm will be fully straightened. The downward motion of the hand will cause your body to roll to the opposite side, just as your other hand will be entering the water. This rises your shoulder to make it easier to recover the arm while the opposite shoulder goes deeper into the water for its catch position. The recovery phase is intended to give the arm muscles a rest. Begin by lifting your arm straight up in the air so that your thumb and back of your hand leaves the water first. Relax your hand, wrist, arm, and back muscles, but do not bend your elbow. Move your arm in a half-circle motion. The opposite arm will follow the same pattern. Begin its pull as your body rolls towards the side to begin the recovery of the first arm. Your arms are directly opposite each other at all times. Breathing in coordination. Body position is important for the back crawl. Be sure to keep your hips up and avoid a partial sitting position. Your head should be back to your ears in the water. Avoid turning your head from side to side because your head position severs to anchor instead of the entire stroke. To coordinate arm and leg movements, Count a six-beat kick. Each upward leg kick is one beat, and complete one full arm cycle in six beats. In other words, one arm should enter the water on the count of one, and the opposite arm should enter the water on the count of four. Although the back crawl is a free breathing stroke, you should develop a breathing rhythm that feels comfortable to you. The simple pattern is to inhale one arm recovers and exhale when the other arm recovers. Side stroke. The side stroke is a good long-term distance stroke with a long wrestle glide. It also introduces a scissor kick, which is used in swimming rescues. The scissor kick is mainly responsible for the forward motion of the stroke kick. The scissor kick is a powerful kick that provides a resting period between arm strokes. To do the scissor kick, bring your knees together and then bend them as you bring your legs as you bring your lower legs and heels towards the buttocks. Without pausing, move your legs into the catch position. Move your top leg forward and your bottom leg back until your legs and knees are straight. To move into the power phase, bring both legs back together with the force of full snapping into motion like a closing pair of scissors. Keep your legs together during the glide position with the toes pointed back. Arm choke. Start the glide position on your side with one ear in the water and the nose, mouth, and other ear out of the water. With your body on the side, straighten the leading or bottom arm to its full length with your ear resting on your shoulder and your palm face down. The trailing or the top arm should rest comfortably alongside your body with the hand above the thigh. Turn the palm of the leading arm from facing down until it is vertical with the thumb on top. Begin moving the leading arm into a catch position by moving the hand in a downward direction towards the feet. The power phase is a pull with the hand just below the top of the water and the elbow bent. Move your leading arm until it reaches the middle of your chest, while you move your trailing arm up the side of your body. Both hands should arrive at the same time in front of the upper chest. The trailing arm begins its catch and power phases, while the leading arm recovers by moving back into the gliding position. Reach out straight from your shoulder with the trailing arm. Use your hand and arm to push the water towards your feet while they move to the side of your body. Keep both arms straight during the glide or resting phase of the stroke. Breathing in coordination. In the side stroke, the arm strokes and scissor kicks are combined so that the legs are drawn up as the leading and trailing arms move towards the chest. To help coordinate your arms and legs in the side stroke, remember the phrase pull, kick, 
kick glide. Start by moving your legs into the catch position with your trailing and arm strength and your legs apart for the scissor kick. The power phase for both the trailing arm and the kick begin and end at the same time. During this time, the leading arm recovers the gliding position. When you have finished both the kick and the trailing arm choke, rest and relax your muscles. Hold the glide position for 3 or 4 counts, and then repeat the choke. Breathing is easy with the side choke since the side of the mouth is out of the water. Breathe during the power phase of the leading arm, and breathe out during the power phase of the trailing arm. Trojan There are several variations of the Trojan, including the Trojan Crawl and the Double Trojan. Swimmers use the Trojan and its variations because they take less energy than the front crawl. Kick The Trojan Kick uses the scissor kick. Between kicks, the legs rest and the trail water. The scissor kick usually is shorter than the Trojan than in the side stroke. Arm stroke. The arm strokes are the same as those for the front crawl. Breathing and coordination. Coordinate the arm movement and scissor kick as the side stroke. If you are doing the Trojan crawl, do two or three flutter kicks between scissor kicks. In the double Trojan, there are two scissor kicks for each arm cycle, but no flutter kicks at all. Roll onto your side to breathe. As the arm over your breathing side completes the power phase and begins the recovery phase, turn on your side and then take a breath. Breaststroke. Variation of the breaststroke range from a restful distance stroke to a competitive racing stroke with a longer glide as taught in scouting. The breaststroke is a powerful, long-distance stroke that conveys energy and has applicants in life-saving. This stroke uses a whip kick and a shallow arm pull. Kick. The breaststroke kick or whip kick starts in the gliding position. Bring your heels towards the hips at about 45 degree angle, just beneath the water's surface. You don't want to break the surface of the water, keeping your knees bent, spreading your knees until they are no farther apart from the hip width. Then, your feet must be further apart than your knees. Keep your ankles fully flexed and your toes pointed outwards. This is the catch position. To begin the power phase, move your feet and lower legs in a whipping motion, pushing outwards and backwards until your legs and feet are touching in a gliding position. At the end of the power phase, your toes should be pointed back and away from your body. As a scissor kick, the speed of the whip kick should increase rapidly and continue until the end of the kick. Arm choke. Start from a prone flat with your arms out straight, slightly bent your wrists, and point your fingers outwards. Turn your hands to a slightly palmed out position. Then bend your arms a little at the elbows as the palms and arms push out and down until your hands are further apart than the width of your shoulders. This is a catch position. Begin the power phase by pressing your arms and palms downwards until your elbows form a 90 degree angle. With your forearms pointing towards the bottom, during the power phase, your hands and forearms should always be below the elbows and your elbows should always be below your shoulders. The arm pull should feel as though you are grabbing the water ahead of you and pulling yourself forward until your head passes your hands. Begin, begin the recovery phase by bringing your hands in together under the chin and your elbows to the sides of your body. Finish the recovery by pushing your hands forward just below the surface fingers lighting until your arms are at the full length in a gliding position breathing and coordination while doing the breath stroke you should exhale slowly in the water between breaths between the catch and the power phase lift your chin out of the water finish exhaling and quickly take a breath as your arms begin the recovery phase, place your chin and face back in the water. The water level should be right above your eyebrows. Avoid lifting your head and shoulders too far out of the water to prevent bobbing and losing forward momentum. The breaststroke begins to the prone glide position with both the arms and legs straight. To coordinate the kick, 
the arm kick glide as your arms compete the power phase. Take a breath and then draw your feet towards the hips. When your arms are out halfway through the recovery phase, begin the whip kick. Time the arm chokes and kicks so that the arms and legs are both in the full length as the kick finishes. Rest in the prone position as your body glides through the water. When the glide begins to slow down, it is time to start another stroke. Elementary backstroke. The elementary backstroke is a resting stroke for the last 50 yards of your chest. Use the stroke for long-distance swimming or when you are tired and want to rest while continuing to make forward progress. Kick. The elementary backstroke uses the whip kick. Floating on your back, spread your knees no further than the part of your hip width. Drop your heels by bending your knees. Keep your knees just below the surface. Turn your feet up so that your toes are pointing out and your ankles are fully flexed up. This is the catch position. To begin the power phase, move your feet and lower legs in a whipping motion to trace an over shape. Your feet must move outwards wider than the position of your knees and act like paddles to push the water behind you. Then, kick with your legs ending up straight with your feet touching. Your toes should be pointed and just below the water surface. Drop your heels down to begin the recovery phase. Arm stroke. The arm stroke for the elementary backstroke is simple. Start on your back in the gliding position. Keep your legs straight with your toes pointed and have your arms at your sides with your hands on your thighs. Slowly move your hands either up in the center line of your chest or then the sides of your body without pushing. Straighten your arms with your palms facing towards your feet. In a single motion, sweep your arms quickly towards your feet, bending your elbows and wrists through the stroke to push the water backwards. Recover the arms by bringing your hands up back towards your shoulders. Breathing in coordination. In the elementary backstroke, the arms and the legs provide power at the same time. The kick takes less, than, less time than the arms because the legs move a shorter distance than your arms, and they are stronger. For these reasons, you should begin the recovery of your arms before the legs. Don't begin the kick until your arms have begun their power phase. With some practice, you should be able to, in time, time it so that you finish both kick and the arm stroke together. Try to make your movements conscious. At the beginning of the conclusion of the stroke, relax and allow your body to glide through the water for three or four counts. Don't be in a hurry. Remember, this is a resting stroke. As you finish your glide, repeat the process. Surface dives. If you want to swim underwater to retrieve an object or explore the bottom, a surface dive is an easy way of going down. This swimming is a commonly used in snorkeling and lifesaving. There are two ways to do a surface dive. Feet first from an upright position or head first from a forward swimming position. Feet first surface dive. Feet first surface dives are particularly useful when you are uncertain of the bottom conditions where you are swimming. While treading the water in an upward position, raise yourself partially out of the water by snapping your legs together in a scissor kick and then pressing your hands down towards the water. Then let yourself sink. As you face your under, turn your palms out and press upward with your arms and hands. Doing this will send you down fast. Be sure to keep your hands in the water while pushing up. Keep your feet together and toes pointed in the streamline of your body. When you are near the bottom, change to the swimming position by pulling your knees up until you are tucked. Drop your head and start an underwater breaststroke. Head first surface dives. The easiest way to do the head first pike surface dive is while moving forward with a breaststroke. As you begin a new arm stroke, Keep your legs in the gliding position and bend sharply at the waist with your head down so that your upper portion of your body is angled towards the bottom. Then reserve the direction of your arm stroke while lifting your legs up out of the water and into the air. When you complete the reverse arm motion and leg lift, you will be in a vertical handshake position 
with your body straight and your arms straight and pointed your legs towards the bottom. In this streamlined position, the weight of your legs above the water will dive you downward. It all should happen quickly in one smooth motion. Once your feet are underwater, you can begin to swim. If you want to go deeper or faster after you are completely beneath the surface, use the breaststroke, which you can also use to swim along the bottom. A tuck surface dive is another option you can use to fulfill requirement 6B. Instead of lifting your legs as you would for a pike dive, pull your knees towards your chest and push them upward as you point your head and arms down towards the bottom. The tuck might be a bit easier than the pike to learn at first, but you will not dive as deep nor as quickly. Thank you for listening to part two of the Swimming Merit Badge book reading. I'm not going to do that.